the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app as well. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate that and do not take it for granted. Do we, Victoria? No. See? All right, so that's two of us who say we don't take it for granted. You have to believe us. Lots of sun today. Some clouds in and out. Uh, 82 the high. Cleared night low 60. Tomorrow, starting with sun, but don't be fooled. Looks like rains of ruin. Mid-morning, late morning. Even the thunder shower variety possible to rumble through tomorrow. 78 the high. Phillies with a 4-3 win over Arizona last night. You can get used to this winning stuff. Ten innings there. JT Real Muto, another home run, is seventh on the year. Ranger Suarez, sharp on the mound, seven innings pitch, no runs allowed, just four hits and start, uh, struck out seven. Problem was, after leaving the game, the uh, Diamondbacks came back in, tied it up at 3-3, but then Nick Castellanos had a sack fly in the 10th, put the Phils ahead. They were able to hold on for that 4-3 win, which puts them at 34 wins, 34 losses for the season thus far. And uh, they've been dancing around that, falling below it, a little above it, then falling below it again. Phillies manager Rob Thompson on how confident he is in this Phillies bunch, despite that struggle to get to the 500 mark and go beyond it. I did. We've had a pretty good stretch here, you know, and, and we got to win on the road. And that's on this road trip. That's so far we're over 500. So uh, we just got to keep going. And, and you know, like I've always said, the next goal is get five, five over and then 10 over. And, these guys have been grinding, now we're back to 500, so that's a good sign. Now it's Phillies manager Rob Thompson, audio courtesy of NBC Sports Philly's YouTube page. Yeah, I find it interesting, Victoria, as an athlete, I mean, I never, I never you know, played professionally or even close to it, but I like to study the game and you know, coach softball and things like that. It's fun, to, uh, you hear him say, okay, our goal is to get to 500, then to get five over, and then 10 over. Like, how does a, how does a manager think? How does a team think? Because it's 162 games to right. break your season down. So if you want to have success, how do you approach a, a big thing like that? Because even though they're having you know struggles so far, and part of the reason Reese Hoskins, their star first baseman, is out for the year, that doesn't help, and other injuries and things, they still have almost a hundred games left. So you know they're pretty hot right now. They've won eight of the last ten, I think nine of their last eleven, and so you know they have a couple more weeks like this, and pretty soon they're moving toward a playoff spot or a wild card spot. You kind of forget the beginning part of the year. So. But I always find it interesting how they think, how they strategize and break down such a big goal like that. I know one thing, because I've always wondered in the, in the um, I've heard players say this, you know, in the playoffs, it's best out of five, best out of seven, most of the time. And so I always wondered if, if a team would break their season down that way and think about it in terms of. Yeah, I wonder. Best of, but but, but they didn't, doesn't match up perfectly because they'll play a team just for three games or four games or two games. Right. So do they break it up into just the, tell themselves you know, sets of seven 
and win. Make sure they always win four out of seven, for example. Because yeah. if you do that, you know you're going to win the World Series. But the closest I've ever seen is they talk about winning individual series. So they'll say yeah. if they're playing a three-game series, win two out of three. If they're playing a four-game series, win three out of four. Yeah. Something like this. So you have to, you have to break it down. Just like anything in life, you've got to take a big goal. I would goal. just take it one at a time. I feel like that would be so overwhelming with how many you know games in a season it is. Yeah. You're still just focusing on getting through each game and trying to play your best because that, thinking yeah. ahead so far like that has to be overwhelming. Well, and, yeah. the, and you will definitely hear that whole one game yeah. at a time, one pitch at a time. Sounds corny. But, but, they, but I think the reason they talk about it, I've never really asked a player about this, um, but I think the reason they talk about winning series is they know they're going to lose some games. And you have to learn how to lose – Again, it's a lot like life. I think you have to learn there's going to be disappointment some days. It's not going to quite go the way you're hoping. And as a believer, you can trust that God's in charge of all of that. Uh, but just kind of on an everyday uh, how things are going today, like I was at the doctor's office today, and uh, <laughs> I had one of those experiences where I got there early. I actually filled out all my paperwork online like they asked me to. I paid for it online. I signed all the documents. I'm sitting there, and the, the, I checked in, and... Uh, and I'm sitting, and I'm sitting. I'm like, okay, this will take a little bit. And uh, then people are walking in. And I'm still sitting. And then the people who walked in after I did get seen. That's odd. And did that, they say why? And after, well, so I'm kind of like slowly feeling like, uh, um, did they forget? Well, I'll just wait a little. And then finally, the room is empty except for one other person. I'm like, all right, I got to say something. So I went up and I'm like, did I miss something? I've been here about 45 minutes to an hour. And like, oh, the doctor is just a little behind today. I'm like, okay, no, don't, don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, that's, that's fine. Because I had stepped uh, through their room there to use the restroom for like one minute. I come back out. I'm like, maybe they called me when I wasn't around. <laughs> anyway, but I saw it. And I think in first world problems, I'm sitting in a clean doctor's office. I, can, I have access to health care. And I'm sitting there thinking like, my, my day is moving sideways right now. I have places to go. I got stuff to do. I got to get ready for the show. And I did everything they told me. I prepared. And they still, like, why am I not? I thought I'd be like, this is in and out. Anyway, I'm just mentioning that because as I think about, you know, I love sports. I know you do too. That when you're watching your favorite team play, they have to break their season down. They definitely do one game at a time, like you said. But I think they, they do think in terms of winning two out of three because they know there are going to be days they just don't win. Right. The other team's better. And yeah. The other teams are good players, off too. Off days, you know, off days, maybe yeah. where they're not swinging the bats well. You never know. Yeah. So they're trying to fill. In fact, the Phillies just started uh, playing this afternoon, 340. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies. And in golf, day one of the U.S. Open at the uh, Los Angeles Country Club. It hasn't been there, the U.S. Open, in 75 years. I, I'm thinking, cause when I heard that, I was like, like the Los Angeles Country Club, I don't think I've ever heard them. I mean, they're apparently very private and they don't host many professional events but they're doing the u.s open have you ever gone golfing i have yeah how was it um i don't i don't think i did overly well it was more of like a funny thing actually a friend worked at a golf course and i think it was high school or early college and we just yeah. for fun were like went there and we were allowed to just tee around or is that what they say yeah, yeah. tee around well you so, know but i love mini golf i'm very good at mini golf yes. and I, i've always kind of been into it my grandfather was very into golf so i actually kind of enjoyed watching it at one point with him and That's he went fun. to school with arnold palmer your he's from he's from Latrobe, PA. Wow. Could tell a funny story about Arnold Palmer. Anyway, my grandfather wrote him a letter years later and said, Hey, remember we went to school together? Sent him a picture of their class picture. Arnold Palmer sent thank you. Sent a thank you wow. letter. I have that letter. And he featured it in his autobiography later on. Amazing. My grandfather's in the autobiography. The letter. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Another school picture of them as as kids. It's okay. so funny. Wow, that's so. I love his iced tea, by the way. 
It's not, I do too. I love Arnold making Palmer? Arnold Palmer's. The icing. Half yeah, iced tea, half lemonade, right? It's so much better. That's it. That's, that's fun. <laughs> so anyway, that's the golf story. That's very that fun. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot. When we talk in, here and there, you have these things. Yeah, my great-grandfather's cousin's nephew's piano <laughs> teacher, his dog sitter used yeah. to be like uh, whoever. So. But I have gotten more into it in truth. I, I wasn't before. And then when I watched with my grandpa and I found it more interesting. It's a lot of strategy. It takes a lot of skill. I feel like to hit that ball to a very small hole in the ground, <laughs> golf, all those feet away. Golf makes me nervous. That's why I, I I go once a year maybe, get the cart, the hot dog special, and drive around with my oh. friends just to say I did it. <laughs> yeah. But so I, no teeing for you. I don't know. Uh, no, no. I mean, I just – I don't – my whole game is that. It's Usually it's like, you guys can play through. Go ahead. We're just – Go ahead. We're going to be a while. I would, so I would feel the pressure because I there are people there who know what clothes to wear, what shoes oh, to wear, yeah. what all. I'm like, the I don't etiquette. know any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm it's like, difficult. Way too much pressure. <laughs> Just give me some good old dirt and a baseball, and that's I'm set there. A couple special guests today on the Tim DeMoss Show, Victoria. Looking forward to having Robin Chambers. She is with Focus on the Family. She's their VP of Advocacy for Children. And we're going to be chatting about a number of things, including how to help parents gain insight to help their kids you know, get uh, think think and grow in the pro-life mindset. What does that look like? How do you teach your children that? And even along the way, teach yourself some of that. And we're also looking forward to having Tyler Florence on. He's a chef you may know from the Food Network. The great food truck race, David versus Goliath, is this Sunday night and subsequent Sundays for the next couple of months. Chef Tyler Florence from the Food Network going to join us as well. It's all happened today on the Tim DeMoss Show. On WFIL. One last thing before we uh, get into our break here. Victoria, you have the, the uh, text line handy? I do indeed. Oh, okay. so right here. Let's, let's open up the lines today. I feel like we should hand some gift cards out today. So two different ways to do this. If you text our text line with a, a quick shout out for your dad. Text. For Father's Day. Yes, if you text uh, the text line 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-DOVE. At 610-500-3683. A quick shout out to your dad. It could, you know, he could be with the Lord already. You, ever, you want to, just a quick memory, whatever. Uh, quick thought. You text that. Or, unrelated, although kind of related, if you have a bad dad joke, otherwise known as one of those puns, to help us, because tomorrow is, now that's punny. We cap off the show with the pun segment. So if you text in a pun, even if we don't use it, we'll give you a gift card. Either or. Fair enough? Memory of your father, or just a shout out for your dad and honor Father's Day, and or a bad dad joke. We may use that on the show tomorrow, but even if we don't, we'll give you a gift card to Wawa, Duncan, Rita's, or Panera. You specify. 610-500-3683. All this hour by 5 o'clock, and that's good for anybody. One per household. There you go. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 416 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Before we bring Robin Chambers with Focus on the Family on, just to reiterate, before the break, we're offering a free gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown, $5.60 to anybody who simply texts our text line with a quick shout out to their father. Uh, maybe just one quick thing about what you appreciate about your dad as we head into Father's Day this weekend. Uh, or 
If you have a bad dad joke for us, we can use it on the show tomorrow. Even if we don't use it, we'll give you a gift card. One per household, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. I think Victoria has one or two that's popped in so far. Do you have one or no? Yes, okay. we have Adam. Okay, Adam. What who t- I'm actually that- still responding to. I don't know where he's from. I've seen a lot of uh, uh, Mancho, New Jersey. Okay. He's a Jersey, he's Jersey, Jersey guy. guy. Like, I'm a Jersey girl. Yeah. Is he doing a dad memory or joke? Nope, he just said he loves the jokes on Friday. Oh. Well, but, we, but we need a joke, Adam. Right. This, this is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the process of responding to him as well. Right, but so hopefully, a- maybe he'll give us a joke. Adam's kind of halfway there. <laughs> He's acknowledging the segment itself yeah. called Now That's Punny. So that's who we have so far. That's 4.55 or so every Friday for a few minutes, maybe five minutes, even 4.52. We start that off, get a nice segment going with our production director, Doug Schaub, and have a great time with it. We throw, throw sound effects in, and it's just a pleasant uh, side-splitting time. So we've had hundreds of puns over the last five years or so, and we'll come up with more. But every now and again, we mention you're welcome to go ahead and contribute. Just I don't think to ask it often enough. And today I'm figuring, well, if you text in for, you know, text one in, we'll give you a gift card. Again, even if we already, we've already used it or something like that, don't worry about it being so, so amazing or something. But the text line is 610-500-3683 for your pun and uh, we're not going to use them today but we just will gather them up whatever you do and whether we use them or not we'll give you a gift card so uh, text in our text line victoria i'll handle that throughout the hour and and your and or your father memories uh, about your dad whether he's still with us or not and uh if you call our text line you're going to have to give us a gift card because (laughs) we do have that happen every now and again where we give out the number and then the the cell phone that actually is our text line starts ringing I'm just kidding about you giving us a gift card, but you get the idea. All right, 610-500-DOVE for that. And now, as advertised, we bring on board a longtime friend with our radio station who calls in every now and again. We have her on to talk about lots of important things, Robin Chambers with Focus on the Family. How are you doing, Robin? Good. Thanks so much for having me on. For sure. I understand that your business cards, are your old ones, are now not usable anymore because you were executive director. Now you're vice president, so... Have you gotten the new cards in yet? Um, I have, and it's been a whirlwind, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, good. Well, folks will know, Focus in the Family, of course, the, the broadcast with Jim Daly, John Fuller is on our station every day at 7 a.m., also weeknights at 8.30 and uh, 1 a.m., too, for that matter. And the radio ministry is very important, but it's not the only thing going on at Focus, for sure, and you're among many who work at Focus who have joined us every now and again to share the work that you do. So as, as VP of Advocacy for uh, Children with Focus and the Family, like just for folks just tuning in for the first time, maybe haven't heard you on the program before, what's a, a day in the life of Robin Chambers about? <laughs> well, everything we do for Advocacy for Children is just to stand up for those who don't have a voice. We are super involved in pregnancy center work. That is some of our favorite folks on the planet. They are on the front lines every day reaching women who are at risk for an abortion. They're being exploited by the abortion providers. And so we stand in the gap with those pregnancy centers and reaching those women. Um, And then we're very involved in Option Ultrasound Still. That's one of the programs we launched 19 years ago. Um, And that was to get ultrasound equipment and nurses trainings into pregnancy centers to really have that holistic medical care, true medical care for that woman in that situation. And then, of course, foster care and adoption. And we do a lot of work in that area to raise awareness of the children right here in the United States are available for adoption because they are in the foster care system. Very, so yeah. I spend my days doing those, those things, but 
um, it's life-giving because we have an opportunity to really share um, the value of life because of who we are in Christ. Well, and so today, we, along those lines, we'd love to pick your brain regarding helping parents gain insight how to help their children regarding what it means to be pro-life across those things you just talked about, how to live it out. Because mm-hmm. there's obviously first when a child has yet to be born where abortion comes into play perhaps, and then after mm-hmm. a child is born for the you know, months and years that follow. So starting chronologically, I guess, with a child not yet born, any thoughts on, on that topic as far as parents, again, helping their children, how to teach them, how to live it out for them, all of those things? Yeah, um, we, it's interesting. You know, we've been having this conversation in our team. Um, our our young people, let's start with teenagers and, and, and kind of weave in some of the, the littles as well. But we have a culture of young people who've never not had a phone. And so information, sometimes not great information, not true information, is at their fingertips. And so it really is, I mean, it's a tough job for parents to have a conversation about abortion. We don't shy away from that. We know that it is a hard subject. But let me tell you, these kiddos are talking about it, sometimes even at the junior high school level. Mm. And so starting all the way with when, you know, you have littles in the home and maybe a mama's pregnant again, just the words that you're using about that life and how, you know, God planned this life and God planned this baby, just like God planned you. Um, And you just start having these conversations about the value of life and how exciting it is to think about that. And so your kiddos start hearing the excitement of this is a life. This is something God designed. And so they start looking at life as it's, you know, it's, it's fun and it's exciting, but it's also precious and it's valuable. And so having those conversations, even in your everyday life, you would be amazed at what kiddos pick up. And so even talking about adoption, you know, for years and years, there's such a negative stigma. Well, now we have these great stories about, you know, families who have adopted kiddos when they, you know, infants, but then also adopted children from foster care. And we talk about families are different sometimes. Maybe families are growing a different way than in mommy's tummy. And you start talking about the beauty of adoption as well. And so it's just the words that we use. It's the... um, really the tone and the message that we're setting from the earliest time. Um, And one of the resources I absolutely love that Focus has is a a booklet that's age and stage appropriate on how to have these conversations, including activities. Um, And it's called Valuing Life from the Start. And so you start weaving in that as well. And then going all the way to teens. What I'm hearing from not just teens, but early college age, Stop telling me, start showing me. Yes. Don't just speak at me. Show me what it means to be pro-life. And honestly, we're kind of moving away from that, um, just putting us in that box of pro-life. We're all life, whole life, when we start talking about this, because we see life when we see the value of life. And so getting involved and bringing your teens, even your elementary age kids, is such a perfect way of showing them what it means to value life. From the very beginning, don't just speak it because all they're hearing is blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't want you to talk at them anymore. They want that. They want you, mom and dad, to participate and they want you to show them how they can participate. One of the, the most fun ways is to get involved with your local pregnancy center. Do the walk for life. When we do it here with our local pregnancy center life network, I see littles in strollers. I see littles that are running with mom and dad. And it is a day to really just celebrate life. And that is a perfect way to show your kids what it means to value life, not just talk it. 
Robin Chambers is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. She's VP of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family. That radio broadcast you can catch weekdays at 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m., 1 a.m. as well with Jim Daly and John Fuller. Robin has been with Focus for, you've been with them a long time, have you not? I've been here for 30 years. Wow. So, all right. And so, I've loved every minute. <laughs> so we can tell, and we can tell, you know, you're talking about, because you basically took my next three questions and rolled them into one answer, which is great because you obviously know what you're talking about. I was going to mention the concept of it's one thing to educate by talking, but it really is something else to see because there is, it's more than just the, the conversation. It's, well, what are you doing with the rest of your life and how can you show pro-life? I, Cause I think when we spoke last time, you talked about uh, even being a volunteer at, mm-hmm. like, at your church, like what's the church doing about pregnancies, unplanned pregnancies and, all of that, how to prevent the possible abortion happening. That's one way, even if the child's too young to go to be a counselor or be in a, be in a group like that, they can see their mom or dad being part of something like that. Right. And one of the things that, you know, we've been talking a lot about the, the big anniversary, you know, Roe being overturned, that anniversary is June 24th. And so the one year anniversary is looming. And so one of the things that we've talked a lot about, especially in our social media realm, is that, you know, really celebrating that day, but in a way that celebrates life, not in a vitriolic way. And I think that's really key too. you know, we start having these conversations with young adults, um, and they don't want the arguing, they don't want the finger pointing. Um, They are so interested in reaching across the aisle and saying, can we find ways to serve together? And that's where that church comes in. That's the big church piece. And one of the things that we are encouraging um, youth groups to do is, you know what, go to the local thrift shop and volunteer. We have one right here. The, The proceeds from that thrift shop actually help with um, our local pregnancy center. Mm. But then there's also ways you have young adults who can be mentors. And so I start looking at this, you know, not just in the abortion realm, but also in that foster care area. If there are people in your church and there are, oh, there are so many that are in our churches that have stepped up and they are fostering. What a perfect way for a young adult to say, you know what, can I come over once a week and maybe help with homework? Can I come over and play basketball with yeah. your kiddos? Or, you know, one of the young women who worked with us, she went every single week to a family and taught those kiddos how to make cookies and cupcakes. There's so many ways that our young people can get involved. And again, it's the showing and the doing, not just the telling. And that's so key to being a successful parent and teaching your kids value of that human life from the very, very beginning. Robin Chambers, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, VP of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family. And you know, speaking of resources, I was on the Focus site, focusonthefamily.com. And saw the video that you did speaking about Roe, a very powerful mm-hmm. video and about talking about your mom and the words she had to share. And uh, near the end, there was also a point in there about the eight out of 10. So maybe just share that for a moment for folks, what that that's about, especially in light of the anniversary of the overturning coming up. Yeah, that one of the things and I, you know, I joke about this, but I said, you know, growing up in the Midwest, it was this weird, almost like a, a tradition to hang your sheets outside in the in the cold so they're crisp. You know, and you we'll put them on the bed and you slide into cool sheets. I'm like, in the wintertime, that doesn't sound fun. But I was outside with my mom and we were um, hanging sheets out. And she was very, very quiet that day and a little weepy. And I remember asking, you know, if she was upset with us, you know, because there were five kids. Well, four at the time, my youngest sister hadn't been born. Um, and just started having that conversation. And I was nine. And so, of course, you know, I, I don't understand what abortion really is at that time. I just knew that she was very, 
very sad. And so we were talking about that. And, you know, this many years later, you know, I just remember her entire countenance being um, grief. She wasn't angry. There was just this deep grief. And I said, mama, what's, you know, what's wrong? And she said, you know, today is a dark day in America. And I said, well, well, what do you mean? And she said, there are men making laws that will take the life of a child. It means mamas are not going to have their babies. And she said, that makes me very sad. And I thought, how, how prophetic to hear her say what a dark day that was, because you fast forward 49 years and there's over 64 million babies that have lost their lives in the United States over the last 49 years. Uh, and I just thought, I mean, she's not with us anymore. We lost her 13 years ago. But I thought what for me was just a milestone in my life to remember that time. And that is what really kind of motivated me to get involved in the pro-life movement to say, I can do something. And I also remember her saying, this is what happens when we don't say anything. We, the Christian you know, big church, the body of Christ, when we don't stand up for what we know is right, what we know is true, this is what happens. And so that to me is my little mantra, you know, back in my head where my mama just says over and over, a dark day. Wouldn't it be an amazing day, a bright day, if we make abortion unthinkable in the United States? Because this church steps in and serves that woman and she doesn't feel like abortion's her only option. Yeah. Yeah. And that and and emphasizing that eight to ten Women who have an abortion would, would tell you at now as you work for Focus, if I'd had just one person, I guess, tell mm-hmm. me, they'd walk with me through the pregnancy, whether it's the dad or a friend or someone, so they, they would know they had that support. So what are we doing? You know, because maybe people think that they have to do way more than they, than they think they have time for. But even not just, not just an attaboy, I'll help you out, but someone who's going to be committed but, the, but it's, you know, you still have your own life. You're going to be living, but you want to make sure that you, that person feels supported. What a statement to say, if you have just one person to have that over and over for you. And that's one of the things I wanted to you know bring up is we have men that so I, you know, this, this is a women's issue. There's a young man who works at focus on the family that has been a dad mentor for 11 years mm. and he works full time. He's a husband, he's a dad himself, but he takes one of those dads that come into that center and he mentors them the entire length of the partner's pregnancy. He still has relationships with those dads. He said, I just celebrated a birthday of, of a, a, a little guy. He's calling him now. And the little guy is he just turned nine years old because I have mentored and stayed connected with that young man for nine years. Wow. He said, they chose not to get married. He said, but they are parenting. They're co-parenting and parenting. Well, they both have come to Christ. They're in church. That's from one person saying, yeah, I can take one young man. I can speak into his life. Those are things that we can do that are super easy. We're not asking people to, you know, get in a client advocacy room, you know, and talk this woman, you know, out of an abortion. Yes. If that's what God's calling you to do, do that. But ask God, what is he asking you to do? What's he calling you to do right where you are right now? And what's your yes? And I guarantee you, he'll tell you what it is. Robin, what was the name of that uh, booklet again you recommended? It's Valuing Life from the Start. It's a free downloadable PDF on our FocusOnTheFamily.com um, website. And you just go to the Pro-Life tab and it's right there for your listeners to, to download and read through and do those fun activities. Focus is known for lots of great resources, so they can tool around and find others as, as well, I'm sure. Uh, but just one thing to kind of maybe wrap up our time with that you were touching on a number of times there about show me, not just tell me. 
Uh, well, mm-hmm. let me preface that by saying, do you find in your in your work that sometimes parents inadvertently make the mistake of assuming their child kind of automatically is learning and taking on their their values or biblical values, and maybe don't even don't even have the conversation part of it going on. Absolutely. In fact, I was just talking with um, our director of Young Adults and Boundless website, Lisa Anderson, and she said that's what she's hearing from some of the younger college-age kiddos all the way up to age 30 was they said they, they don't remember really having these in what I would call in-depth conversations. Um, they said we, you know, we went to church with our parents, and I think they assumed that we knew how to even like defend our stance. What does it mean to be pro-life? And they said, we really feel like there is a gap in our biblical knowledge. Like, how do we really stand up for this? And so I am so excited that Lisa is really addressing that head on. And she's having those really hard conversations. And then one of the products that Focus is working on, I know you're familiar with this, was the Truth Project when we launched that a few years ago. Well, now we're doing 2.0 and it's called Truth Bound. And it is really designed to help kind of fill that gap of that missing biblical knowledge. Um, And I am so pleased with the very first episode is on end of life, which is another pro-life issue. And we'll start talking about all of these life issues. And it really is designed to equip you to really stand firm in your personal, your Christian faith, and what it means to be pro-life and how you have those conversations in a winsome way, in a way that allows conversation to happen without the anger and the vitriol that comes with disagreements. And the name of that resource again? It's Truthbound, and it is not available yet. You okay. will, um, your listeners will start seeing lots of um, activity coming out, okay. You know, help, hopefully promoting this, and when that will be launched. And so we'll make sure that you get that for your listeners so they can watch for that. That's great. And by the way, the, you mentioned Lisa Anderson, The Boundless Show is another a program that airs on our station every Saturday night at 8.30. So folks can look for that. And, uh, and Lisa has joined us every now and again, too. So, so then, yes, Robin, that's great content. Yes, it is, and, and she's funny. She's great. It's great to have you. It's always, you're all very personal. It's great to have you on. Adam Holtz is like that and, and all the others, uh, Gary Smalley, Danny Huerta, everybody. That last question had to do, it has to do kind of now you having said that, getting back to then also showing it and living it out. Being pro-life, I, 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 I guess I reserve the right to think about John 1010, where Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And therefore, in a very broad but real way, kind of whatever he says, if I do what he says, I'm being pro-life because that's what he came for. So I'm thinking about things like uh, in Proverbs where it talks about reckless words pierce like a sword, mm-hmm. but the tongue of the wise brings healing. It's Proverbs twelve eighteen, right? Or yes. in Colossians yes. where it says, let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, um, so you may know how to answer everyone. So Colossians 4. So any anything, but in that way, any scripture is pro life, and then applies to to your point. Like we have a daughter who goes and helps every now and again um, at this local place where single moms they don't have a you know they have like a young child perhaps, and and she does childcare, so they can go and learn soft skills and work, and that's her mm-hmm. way of entering in in a very age appropriate way. So. I'm just saying that I guess maybe throwing it back to you as you think about encouraging people, how do they help model it, but how they teach their children, give them opportunities to live the gospel out because the gospel in and of itself at its core is life. Absolutely. And kudos to you. If you have a daughter that's involved like that, obviously you've done a great job of just equipping her in that. 
Um, but I loved what you said, using those scriptures in a way that, is, again, going back to, you know, the tone and the message. And, you know, when I first got involved in the pro-life movement, it was, there was a lot of anger and a lot of finger pointing. And, you know, when I had my own unplanned pregnancy, that would not have really resonated with me. That would have turned me off. And, you know, I, my husband and I left a church um, over comments that were made because we'd gotten pregnant before we got married. Um, and so just knowing how, like you said, those words that just pierce and they stay with you and it, and they're so hurtful. And sometimes the enemy gets in there and that takes place over and over and over about how, you know, you're stupid and look at this mistake you made. When we can speak words of life, words of life that come from scripture, I, I feel like it, it tears down defensiveness. It tears down woundedness. And it, we literally come into a conversation, come into this space, knowing that we're broken. We're broken people desperately needing Christ. But then that gives us a platform to speak, again, words of life that support that woman, even if she's made a decision that did not include carrying that child. What if she made a decision to end the life of her child? We have to have a conversation with her where she knows she can find hope and healing and that's through Christ. How is she going to know that if we're yelling at her? How is she going to understand that that's where her her hope comes from and her shame and her disappointment is covered by the grace of God? How does she know that if we're if we're not speaking those words of life to her? And so words are so key. That's also how we say it. When we say it, we don't always have to fix everything, um, but it's how we say it, and it's building relationship. We can't speak into someone's life if we're not willing to have a relationship with that person. Great, great comments, great scriptures to hang on to when we're talking about what it means to be pro-life. So mm. thank you for what you're doing. Oh, for sure. I, I Thank you. That, and for what you're doing there, I, I, the song by Toby Mac, Speak Life, comes to mind also, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that song. Uh, it's just a great, he's had so many good songs over the years, but that's one specifically that comes to mind. It's uh, And it's what we do all day long. We're talking back and forth with people wherever we go. Don't underestimate the power of what's coming out of your mouth. Even like you said at the beginning of our chat, how parents are referring, if, if they're expecting, how they're referring to the, the pending birth of their child, whether it's about the child or just the fact that the child's coming. Like if, it's, if you're complaining about how we're going to figure out, a, you know, make ends right. meet. It looks like a, like a child's an inconvenience or something. I mean, it might yeah. be difficult, but yeah, you, where's your ultimate message going? Like, but God will provide, you know, something yeah, absolutely. like that. <laughs> so, Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Robin, thanks for taking time with us today. Real pleasure to catch up with you again. Keep up the great work, the good fight. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's always a joy to have you or have you have me on. And um, just thank you for helping to get the word out. I think this is a great time in history for us to start having those conversations. Regardless of the law of the land, we can make abortion unthinkable in the U.S. We do it through changed hearts and minds. And that comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robin. Robin Chambers, VP of Advocacy for Children. With Focus on the Family this afternoon on the Tim DeMoss Show. More info on the ministry and what they're about. Focusonthefamily.com. As uh, we get ready for a break in a minute or two, just a quick reminder, we are inviting you to text in 610-500-DOVE. If you have a memory of your father, something you appreciate about him, uh, it could be something simple, could be a paragraph, as long or short as you like, but just something, a little shout out to your father, uh, whether he is still with us or not, and anything, whatever you, whatever direction you want to take it is fine. 610-500-DOVE. Also, if you want to text in a, a, a pun for our Now That's Punny segment, which airs tomorrow afternoon, 
between 4.50-ish and 5. We do that every Friday, bad dad joke, so to speak, with some fun uh, sound effects and things. Just creatively, we, we have puns we're going to come up with, but whether or not we use yours, we invite you to send one in. And either or, whether you send a memory or a thought about your dad or a pun, we will give you a gift card, $5.60, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown, for Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, you choose. Our text line, Victoria, standing by, well, sitting by, yeah, to re- reclining by, in fact. You're very comfortable over there. Everything okay? I don't like slouching. I try to sit with my back up against the okay. chair for good posture. Yeah, there you go. All you right. know, I have decent already, but I, I okay. like to make sure it's, yeah. Okay. Well, as long as you're and enjoying... And it does go backwards a little bit. So got to be careful. It's comfortable. Got to be careful. All right. Yeah. So Victoria's ready to receive those at 610-500-DUFF. Uh, coming up in a moment, Tyler Florence, perhaps better referred to as Chef Tyler Florence. You'll know him from the Food Network. Coming up this weekend on Sunday night at 8, the Great Food Truck Race, David versus Goliath. We'll talk with Chef Florence in a moment. Listen to the Tim DeMar Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy. D at WFIL.com. 445 Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. What you're listening to. Again, if you want to text in a thought about your dad, a little shout out in honor of Father's Day coming up this weekend, 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683. Or if you want to send a little pun our way, a bad dad joke we could maybe use on the program tomorrow afternoon when we have our Now That's Punny segment. That's good. Either way, Dad, memory or pun, or both, we'll give you a gift card courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. $5.60 to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. Just a little thank you for listening in and a chance to uh, mix in some other things along the way in conjunction with the interviews we have going to. Speaking of which, right now we are glad to bring on board our next guest. You will know him from the Food Network. Been on there for many years, and it's coming Sunday, the 18th, Father's Day evening, 8 o'clock, is the Great Food Truck Race, David versus Goliath, and on the program, Chef Tyler Florence. How you doing, man? It's going great, buddy. How are you, man? How you well, doing, Chef? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat a bit. Congratulations on the show. And I just was wondering if you could tell people how, the you know, the nuts and bolts of it, how it works, your role in it, and how the idea for this particular race came together. Absolutely. So, guys, the Great Food Truck Race is on this Father's Day, 8-7 Central. Uh, it's been on for 16 seasons. We've been shooting the show for 14 years. It's the number one show every single summer, and this summer is no different. It is an epic David versus Goliath battle where we take five prof- four professional food truck teams and pair them up against five rookie teams for a chance to win $50,000 in cash, and it is a good time. How, how are the pro teams and the rookies selected in terms of its ability, but also, and I'm guessing, variety in the cuisine so that there's variety in the show, too. But any particular things you're looking for as they're selected? Well, when we're casting it, we're, we're looking for, you know, a nice big slice of American pie. So it's kind of something for everybody to watch. Yeah. And then also, like, really, really great food. And obviously, that's ultimately the most important thing is, is their, their food quality. And because once we're out in the wild, we, we want to make sure that they're you know representing us and representing the network and, and you know, having something that people are really going to love. So we've got, like, great, really spectacular cooking and, and teams from everywhere 
And it's so much fun to kind of watch you guys go head to head. One of the things a person might not consider is not just the culinary aspect, but everything that goes with it, how, you know, presenting the food itself, but also marketing, promotions, business. How are you with that personally in terms of your gifts, what you like to work at and focus on maybe versus delegating to somebody else to do? So, the, so the, the, the marketing and the side of that when it comes to like, you know, promoting a really great like food business, like a food truck. I think it's got to start with, you know, a level of authenticity, which means that you've got to do it yourself, right? Yeah. So I, I think there's got to be, you can never really, you know, delegate that to anybody because I, I think there's got to be a certain level of believability with all of it. And that means that, that you, you've got to be the person driving the ship. So I, I think that that's the most important thing. Like, so with our restaurants, like I, I run our social media off of my phone. I do all of it myself wow. because I, I think like I'm, in the kitchen, you know, like, you know, cutting the big tuna loin or pulling the big tomahawk off the grill and that kind of stuff. And I think it's always these little micro moments that I feel like if I were like watching this on Instagram right now, that would just be killer. <laughs> so I, I do a lot of that kind of filming myself, as a matter of fact, so it, which is really kind of great to watch. Yeah. So I, I think the question, I, I think there's got to be something that you because I, I think you can tell if you if someone else does it for you versus, you know, you doing it yourself. Yeah. So we, we like to kind of be first and in, in, in front of it uh, with great social media campaigns. And, and it's so easy to say because you can do it on yourself. Was there a moment or maybe a short window where you knew you were a chef as opposed to a cook, which is still important? And, and is, what's the difference? Well, I, I think the difference between do you do it for a hobby or do you do it for a profession, right? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, I, uh, I've been cooking for like, I've got it 40 years. I have three restaurants in San Francisco. It's about to be five. And I've written 17 cookbooks and, you know, been on the Food Network for 27 years now. And so so um, definitely had a chance to kind of like at the upper echelon of, of the industry, you know, doing what we do and loving it and super grateful for the opportunity. And, and so I, I, I think the, the, the difference between, you know, being a, a great cook um, it's because you, you really kind of love to do it and you're passionate about it. And then being a chef, which I think means you do it for a living. Do you find yourself still learning at this stage, even with everything you've done? And if so, is there a main way that tends to happen, like seeking it out versus it happens just because you're doing so many things? Well, you, you know, we're often contractually obligated to be creative. So, you know, we, we do, you know, a hundred live events a year. Wow. Uh, and so we're always kind of pushing the envelope to, you know, come up, come up with a, a new fun interpretation of, of that intersection where people are going to meet us. And they're like, what does that mean? And, it, you know, and is it, you know, we can't do what we did last year. So do something new. So I think we're often kind of like push ourselves to, to always be creative and always going to be out in front of, you know, really great opportunities with, with hot, fresh, live food uh, with, with our restaurants. Like we're, and we're always kind of pushing the envelope and kind of sharing great ideas. Our corporate culinary director, Matt Masteras, are one of my best friends. And, and, and he's been with me for like 13 years, almost 13 years now and so we're always kind of pushing each other's envelope because we will come up with a creative concept and then it's not just a goal to make it but it's a goal to have like the best in category best in class craziest most innovative interesting version whatever so for example we're, we're uh, doing a barbecue pop-up at my steakhouse uh miller and lux in san francisco starting on uh, on the 6th of july so in a couple of weeks yeah. and so right now we're actually you know testing this like wagon brisket from australia uh today so we're smoking it with whiskey oak which is amazing <laughs> so so we i've got a friend of mine who's got a, a whiskey distillery in sonoma so he's like donating about 15 barrels of you know, of good french oak that's been soaking uh with american whiskey so we're going to take that all that down and that's going to be the wood that we're smoking this wagon brisket with so just like whoosh what? You know, just that crazy, you know, conceptual stuff. 
how about you try it and just your eyes roll in the back of your head and, and that's where for us as chefs the rubber really meets the road it's just kind of come up with crazy concepts or delicious and things that you're never going to forget best way for folks to keep up with you when you work whether they're novices or more experienced we're on social media, yeah. So it's at Tyler Florence on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, you know, and and, uh, and what you see get posted is me. Uh, I run our social media uh, off my cell phone, so, so I, I do it all the time. So, uh, so, yeah, come check us out. Also, check out the Great Food Race. Uh, this Sunday, Father's Day, it's the best Father's Day present ever, uh, to pile up in front of the couch, watch, like, the best food truck teams go head-to-head. It's always a good time. That sounds great. Chef Tyler Florence, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Pleasure, man. You too, buddy. Take care. All right. Chef uh, Tyler Florence from the Food Network again this coming Sunday night at 8. The Great Food Truck Race, David versus Goliath. The first of, I think, eight or so episodes that will run through late July. Quick break. Come back. Wrap things up. Just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 456, Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. A few items of business here. Uh, First, Victoria, we invite people today, as we did, we'll do tomorrow too. If you want to text in a little thought about your dad on her Father's Day, go ahead. I think who the Karen texted in? Karen what and did, Adam. What did Karen say? Karen said shout out to her dad. But didn't mention her dad's name? Nope. Man. We don't know who he is. How about like we know a memory a or a thing? Just a shout out. No, well maybe she'll text in tomorrow. All right. Well, Karen, we're kind of looking for just a little more content. Like my dad's name is Bruce or and he used to make me cereal and I loved uh, Saturday mornings together. Something like that would be a little more than... Shout out to Dad. But it's a good start. Just like Adam said, he likes the puns, right? But he didn't actually send one. Nope. <laughs> the, the whole idea of this is to generate a little, you know, back and forth. But Well, they have another chance some, tomorrow. Sometimes it takes some time. All right, so 610-500-DOVE. Good point. You can actually do that even after the show. We can use the, the, the them tomorrow. Tomorrow at 4.50-ish, around this time, 4.55, we have now That's Punny, our fun pun segment. We're inviting you at any time to text in to uh, share a pun we might use in the show. And today we're saying if you, if you send one in, you'll get a gift card free. We'll even extend that to over the next hour that we're off the air here. And if you want to share a thought about your dad, that's good too. Uh, what else? Victoria, yesterday I mentioned kind of uh, just at the very end of the show, which kind of is now, that you have an Alistair Begg impersonation. Yes, truth for life, Alistair Begg. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not a guy. No, but, yeah. but it was close. I knew who, where you were going with that. Yes, the, the relaxing Irish brogue. Yeah. The calming and soothing brogue. He's coming up. <laughs> you know who you sound like? You sound like uh, Roma Downey. Oh, really? Yeah, touch for oh, an angel. Good. Remember? I'll, do, I'll do it more often, Tim. Johnny, you, God loves you, but you <laughs> got to stop you. running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love like the Irish that. accent. All right, we have just enough time for you to let people know about the show after Alistair Begg. Oh, my goodness. Which All right, is? we've got a countdown. Well, leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Yes. And today, people can dive into how Jesus speaks into the pain of blindness in a man's life, which reveals the blindness in all of our lives. You'll be encouraged to see how God turns on the light in your life bring, and bringing redemption today on I Won't Do Michael Youssef's Voice. Tomorrow you can do that. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. All right, so that's coming up at 530. You can keep track of all the programs. We have a kind of a program guide link and all that on our homepage, WFIL.com. Programs tab, program guide link. You'll find all the programs when they air and everything else. Thanks for listening in. Looking forward to our famous Friday show tomorrow. In the meantime, Alistair Begg, Truth for Life next, WFIL. 
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.